Welcome. To Arcade Audio. week's episode of Married with Movies. I am one of your hosts, Samantha Mullis, and next to me at the table is your other host, my beautiful husband, Chris Mullis. This is a terrible, terrible idea. See, and it was yours, and that's why it's bad. Yeah, I know. That's... I come up with all the good ideas for the show. Yeah, I have to, yeah, I have yeah, to exactly. sit closer to you at the table, know, so I'm not comfortable. On our couch, we have a console, so we're separated. We never have to. We have a king size bed. We have a console between us on the couch. We hate touching each other. I haven't touched you since our daughter was born. <laughs> Someone introduce me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I take over now. My other husband. Oh. What? What? Yes, I'm the mistress. Mistress with movies. Joining us for our, our... I you were like making a note of something, like, like you were like writing. He's already started production on Mistress with Movies. <laughs> He's uh, thirty-two episodes deep. Um, <laughs> More than that. <laughs> joining us for the first time officially because I think he's had oh. a walk-on like calls every time we have a. a, a uh, we talk about a, a movie that has like a black man dating a white woman. We have to call Tope and make sure he's alive. Okay. Okay. Just get out. Let's be real. Probably a second one. Our first guest star in our <laughs> guest star series, Tope at a banjo. What's going on, Tope? Hey, not much. And this movie has a black woman dating a white guy. So that's great. That's fun. Technically. Technically. Oh, okay. So, so Obama isn't black now. Uh, we, we get Rashida. We get Rashida. You get fucking <laughs> Sammy Davis Jr. We get, we get everybody else in every Apatow-produced comedy. Except Romy Malco. God, fuck. Okay, I'll, I'll take that deal. <laughs> take that terrible deal. Yeah, we, we kind of almost get Romy Malco, too. <laughs> damn it! Uh, I'm doing good. Ready to... Uh, Ready to talk about for maybe the fourth movie I've watched in the last three years. Wow. I'm, I'm so glad we can bring so much culture into your life. So we're gonna get <laughs> so we're gonna get to it up front because I, I kind of am gonna improvise here. So bear with me. Um what I want to oh, do no. for each for each guest star. Yeah. But if you're totally new here, uh welcome. We're recording this on June 1st, 2021, and we know we're not airing it for several weeks after the fact, but that's what you're going to get for the guest star series is you got to pre-plan these things. We got people that are going to be from New York, like Tope, uh, Miami, like Augie, which means we've already recorded those episodes months ago. Uh, you know, it, it takes some coordination to get these things together sometimes. So we're recording uh, episode 349 is today's episode, uh, kind of out of order from the previous two weeks. We normally, it's just uh, my wife, Samantha and I, 
sitting here and uh, are reclining, relaxing on our couch and talking about the random movies we watch in our massive movie collection and also talking about our lives. But instead, we've really just grown tired of that and needed to inject some energy and some life into yeah, it. Yeah, it's like normally couples, like, they have threesomes, like, sex-wise, but now we're just going to have threesomes on our podcast. We're having a verbal free- threesome about movies. Yeah. Yeah. A menage a movie. Sounds like a French New Wave film, to be fair. Um, <laughs> but... You know, you hear about us all the time. We don't really have a lot to discuss it or over. Much for me. Well, also because we well, because also it's two weeks. Uh, it's well, yeah. two weeks ago, so we're going to be did, talking stuff. I did start. Wa- well, not a movie. Never mind. <clears throat> yeah, this is married with movies. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I started yeah. watching Big Sky. The show. Oh, I just saw Big Sky there on uh, WCW Fall Brawl 1993. It's a guy that plays Sabretooth in the oh. X Men movies. Oh, yeah. Is, cool. is it for your pod blog? Yeah, arcade.net slash podblockle. Cool. Yeah. That's- also, I'm pretty sure that's a porn star too. So we've written we're in all the all our expertise. Wait, there's somebody there's a porn star just called Big Sky? Probably. Somewhere. <laughs> Should be. Big but- Sky Barry Wyndham. Um yeah. <laughs> tell us what you got going on. Well, no, so what what I was gonna say oh. was uh never mind, don't tell us anything. Well <laughs> be quiet. I, I we up front. <laughs> what happens oh god i'm gonna make a tally right now first thing i'm gonna do we were like is uh every episode day before we got on the every episode what guest uh (laughs) makes which person want to kill themselves (laughs) (laughs) and the combination of you and tope means that i'm currently winning one to nothing Because I can't bully you and double team you like I can with you other can people. Double team me with Tope. Tope. If you want so to. what do you? <laughs> the you question. Do what you want to do? The question I'm going to ask everybody. <laughs> yeah. Is yeah, what's up, baby. What What are you watching? And I know the answer for you, but I want you to still tell the people who don't know you what you are mm-hmm. watching because it's just the same thing over and over again. Pretty much. Well, on Saturday, I went to watch uh, Nightmare on Elm Street for the first time. Okay. Uh, that was a f- very fun movie. Don't hate horror movies, but that was, I think anything before like the 90s doesn't even count. It's basically comedy because that was a hilariously fun movie to watch. Sure. Um, but yeah, outside of that, I literally watch three shows on rotation, uh, The Office, mm-hmm. until we get to around like season five or six. Uh, Parks and Rec start season three until the end. And Arrested Development start like halfway through. I start season two, finish season three, and then go backwards to like the third episode of season one, and cool. then watch it. Yeah, so that's what I've been watching. Oh, and a lot of Twitch and a lot of YouTube. Well, that's that's more like work related. Like you almost like have to, right? No, that's personal <laughs> choice. <laughs> you an out, man. Yeah, that's person. That's personal choice. So he also doesn't have a lot of free time. Understands that's why it's so hard for us to find time to record because you're busy. You guys are busy. You guys are raising a child, yeah. a human. The, well, no, she's, no, she's asleep, not asleep, but right you know she's <laughs> in her room. So, the last new movie that you watched, the last new movie, like it came, like I went to the theater for. All right, so we'll break this down. So we'll classify it like a new release. So a movie that like you would normally have to go into the theaters to pay for, or you could have like rented it or torrented it or whatever. whatever. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, we probably go past COVID. I mean, this SARS maybe is where Tope is at. (laughs) And then Uh, then the last movie you actually saw in theaters, it could be one in the same. 
uh okay this is gonna be t- so well technically not Marion elm street but like an action movie so the most recent movie i've seen that's come out i believe is parasite mm-hmm. okay which it t- which that. took me and others months to get you to do that's not too bad though i was thinking like it was gonna be oh Titanic. no actually i know it is around that time also because of you fucks cats oh you're welcome yeah <laughs> fucking <laughs> Shit show a movie. That, my, and that was all mullet. That was- <laughs> no, I think he was talking about like me and Rich. It really well, was. yeah. I legitimately want to say, I don't know the time of this, so maybe you guys can help me. I remember watching uh, The Disaster Artist in theaters, and I remember watching um, what the, and Batman versus Superman. I don't the know which one justice? came. Yeah. Uh, Wait, that fucking movie had a tagline? Of course it did. How else would like that movie like, more painful? It takes me longer <laughs> to order the ticket. <laughs> yeah, I think those are the two last ones I can remember watching in theater. Disaster Artist, I think, was either 17 or 18. And then Batman versus Superman would have been the same. Dawn of Justice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it would have been around the same. Wow, really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Because I'm, I don't the animated movies and stuff that have come out on like disney plus or anything like that like this year oh no i don't have disney plus i don't even have peacock i just have the free one so I, i've only been able to watch season two of the office it's been the same 22 episodes of the office over and over again <laughs> but if you only watch two episodes a day and in, in 11 days you forget what happened in the first episode so you just keep on repeating well with a with <laughs> a portfolio of movies watched that deep and intense we had to have him be our first guest star um that's what happens when you work in the in the industry when you work when you work in the biz if you will so this is how this is going for everybody in case we didn't uh outline it uh prior every month uh for the foreseeable future at least for the next calendar year we're gonna have a different guest star on the show and uh some of them are a little special like tope is joining us this week and next week tope is joining us for episode 350 because mm-hmm. that uh we kind of do something special every 50 episodes and we did manage to find a way to sneak in what tope picked works it is the top rated movie on imdb that neither samantha and i have ever seen before uh and it's a rare movie that tope has seen mm-hmm. then we haven't but that really uh watching that, goodfellas that hit me. yeah which is insane to me like I might legitimately be the only non-pornographic movie that I've seen, and you guys haven't. Well, well she, she hasn't. hasn't. Yeah, um, you both haven't. Oh no! Wait, wait. You seen it, Sam? No, no she I hasn't seen, seen it. Seen okay, it. that you both have. Yes, Dang, I wouldn't watch the same porns as you. She's seen the porn Woodfellas, though. <laughs> uh, well, our Hoodfellas. Does this dick amuse you? I still know the references. We'll get to that next week. Uh, so. Tope, we, over the Royal Rumble weekend in January, that conversation came up and Tope mm-hmm. you know, held on to it and chose that for his movie. But I was like, well, you still have to go through the process. So the process is you're going to send us five movies. And then between Sam and I, we are going to choose which of those five movies that we actually watch, which for today's episode was I Love You, Man. Now, something I don't think I have told Sam about is, you know, for every year we have our our can't pick list which we're currently in the process of of chiseling, chiseling out away. um through through a different gimmick because that's all we are about now is fucking gimmicks uh the movies that the the people pick that we don't pick are not going on the can't pick list but they are eligible for the movie we should have watched at the end of the year 
So I will make a separate list of that. Oh my God. And I'm going to track them because you, also you we're not. It took me a long time to do the mullets before. It's adding like <laughs> 20 movies. Because also the list is not going to be that long this year. Oh, okay. And I don't want to watch fucking Flubber out of necessity unless it comes up. Stop giving me that look. Why does everyone give me that look when I talk about Flubber? I can't believe that you never. They're like, just watch Flubber. I'm like, I no, never seen, you never seen Flubber? I've never seen Flubber. Oh, wow. Two <laughs> good fellas and Flubber. The two movies I've seen you haven't. I fucking hate this. I love it. So uh, so the movies that uh, we did not pick from Tope are Little Miss Sunshine, mm-hmm. Half-Baked, and The Waterboy. Now, I only have three written here, and I'm not sure why. I think because the f- other one you picked, we didn't own, possibly. Uh, the only other one, I think I said The Sixth Man, but you guys have done that. Already. Oh, we already we did, did The did Sixth it. Man. That's why, yes. Yes. Mm. Also, you're just a jerk. <laughs> that's, that's, a good, that's a great movie. I love that movie. I yeah. mean, it, it, it scored better than it should have. So, uh, Little Miss Sunshine, Half Baked, and The Water Boy. Technically, yeah. we could both still nominate, but they also would classify for being nominated uh, at the end of the year. Um, okay. But, Tope, why, before we get into reading the box and, and we'll go into it, why did you <laughs> nominate I Love You, Man? <laughs> because. Two times prior to uh, uh, Monday when I actually watched it, I had started it uh, unknowingly that both times I would get around the same point and I would uh, be in with a lover, uh, as they say. So basically the movie was on and I ended up having sex and never finished watching the movie. And always wanted to, but never got to do it. Never got to actually finish that movie. You know what they say. Never mind. If you want to finish, come to the mullets. <laughs> oh, that was even dirtier than I thought it was going to be. I was going to say, please finish at your other activity. <laughs> but you made it weird. He also he also made a weird Paul Rudd noise when he was done. Mamisha! Well, we picked it. I picked it because I wanted to hear you talk about that. But... We'll get more into it later. This is so you guys. Why? I did the first. I will say I did not put it on either time. The first time was at a mutual friend's party. The second time was actually recently. Was uh, like a month ago. Hmm. We. I had just rewatched this on Amazon Prime when I was working from home and just needed background noise because that's what I do instead of just watching the same three television shows over and over again. I just put movies I haven't seen on a really long time in the background. Um, so I did that for I Love You, Man. And then when it came up, I was like, yeah, I could rewatch that six weeks later. Sure, why not? Um, also, to kind of break down the other ones, Little Miss Sunshine, I believe, is your favorite movie. Mm-hmm. And it, it was the potential of, like, I'm trying to avoid that with people because, like... You don't want to shit all over their favorite movie? Well, and also, like, I don't think it may possibly be as funny, whatnot. Uh, Half-Baked, I just Wait. refuse to do not on drugs. And, uh, you could have been on drugs. Nobody would have judged you. And The Water Boy... I love the water boy, but just didn't feel right. Yeah, because okay, you want to yeah. talk, you and Toby want to like jerk each other off for 45 minutes talking about this movie. Yeah, I still don't know what you're doing here. Um, <laughs> this, this cover, this is us. This really this is. This is us. <laughs> that's, that's me. Yeah, it's not wrong. That's mullet and that's you, Tope. But Oh, I'm not that tall. Yeah. I'm not that short. <laughs> and I hope I look that good at like 58. Uh, I cannot believe. Well, let's get into the officialness of it. So, uh, 
you are going to read the box because it is your turn. And also, you, well, you also, you would have read this anyway because it is every other. So um, our count is going to be all messed up for our bet. I'm currently two ahead of our reading the package uh, bet, which ends at 350. So this is very important here. This is Samantha's next to last read. I love you, man. Hugely enjoyable. Howlingly funny, says Peter Travers from Rolling Stone. Be listening, Tope. One of the funniest movies of the decade, says Steve Oldfield, Fox TV. Smart, inventive, and very funny, said Ben Lyons at the movies. Like, was he at the movies when he said it, or is that the name of his thing? Just because you need a breath oh. doesn't mean you can't stop reading. In this wildly funny hit comedy, Paul Rudd, knocked up, gets engaged to the girl of his dreams, but doesn't have a single guy friend to be his best man until he meets the ultimate dude, Jason Siegel, forgetting Sarah Marshall. Rudd and Siegel's bromance takes male bonding to hilarious new heights in a story that comically explores what it truly means to be a friend. Some precarious moments there. Hey, easy. Crushed it. Crushed it. I will point out that Samantha's like, oh, we should have the guest read. I'm like, number one, they don't have the movie. And number two, I wouldn't subject Tope and the audience to Tope reading out loud. How dare you? How dare you? How dare you tell the truth? How many times did you get strikes in the sex FL game for Podswoggle just for not being able to read properly? (laughs) I would have to get last for not being able to read properly. True. So, yeah, so this came out in 2009. Can't believe it came out that long. Kind of right at the height of this This, movie. Like these movies, like like comedies don't exist like this anymore already. 10 years ago. I know. This this is in the shadows of all the movies that were on the back of the box. Uh, And even more of them came before and after this in that little time period pocket did you see this in theaters tope you were already up in uh in gainesville no i remember when it came out uh i don't know if he's ever going to be on the show or has been on the show uh our friend tim anderson loved this fucking movie mm. and and i remember i didn't know anything about the movie except i think he would call me topes goats that- and the amount of people who have called me Topes Magoats because of that movie is more than zero, which is an alarmingly large number. <laughs> <laughs> he he is scheduled to be on this show, and because of that, now he is not scheduled to be on this show. <laughs> and, uh, Allie and their newborn. And their baby. <laughs> um, yeah, saw this. I was still working for the theater, so this was a this was one of those I probably saw in theaters like twice. Like I brought a big group of people because I could for free, and then like whoever missed, I was like, I'll go see that again, and then I did. Um, yeah, this is definitely more so like the story of Tim Anderson and Matt White, two people that will be on the show at some some point. I don't know which one is which. Uh- <laughs> yeah, let the audience decide when they're on the show. Yeah, true. I'll just I'll, I'll earmark this. So. This is your first full viewing of it, then, Topai? Yes. The first time I was very drunk and very high. So I'm trying to remember the last scene. I just don't remember a lot of that. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, I forgot who put it on. I think our friend uh, Joshua put it on. The sure. second time, actually, no, no. Both times I got to the rush scene. And apparently that just gets girls ready to go. Like the Rush concert or like them playing Rush in the, uh, in like the, the garage, concert. the Rush, 
the Rush concert. Okay. I think at that point, it was like, there's no jokes. It's Rush. That don't know who that is, but it gets gets the girls percolating. Oh, yeah, Rush is on the screen. Movement. Fuck me. Fuck me yeah, now. Yeah, that music, Rush, <laughs> definitely. Because <laughs> once we got to that scene, sure. I was like, oh, I nothing feels like I've seen it before. That's the real holy triumphant right there is just fucking penis, vagina, and rush. <laughs> Three of them together, and you're just, you're, you're set. You're done. Um, yeah, so I've watched this movie plenty of times. Uh, Samantha's done the same. Our yeah. thoughts are pretty evident. So, Tope, what did you think? Overall thoughts. Funny movie. Mm-hmm. Hair, my two biggest things on this movie is it's weirdly feels like it would be an amazing Fox show in the early 2000s. I got canceled way too early. Okay. I think the way that it's set up, it's so many good characters. And I was watching the entire time being like, I want to see them do more with everyone. Like I wish it was a TV show because the characters are so good and rarely grounded for an, for a movie. Uh, but outside of that, I mean, obviously it's funny as fuck. But at the, like at the end, it gets a little like fake conflict. Just have conflicts, but mostly, yeah, a good movie. I, I enjoyed it. Just list little things about the movie where I was like, ah, it could be a little better, but very funny. Mm-hmm. Good. Go. No, go. go. Uh, no, you I, looked like you were getting ready to. I was actually going to be polite and let you speak for one. So go ahead. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I <laughs> I'm just hate you no. so much. <laughs> no, she just pukes all over you. I think it's a fantastic movie. Um, I yeah, I I think it's a, a wonderful ensemble cast. I think that it's a great ensemble. So much oh, yes. there, fantastic. I love it. Um, I hate and love how where Denise and Barry, John Favreau. Oh man, I hate and I love it at the same time. <laughs> John Favreau in this movie is it, my. Spirit animal. Yes, a hundred percent. And it's who I achieve, who I aspire to be yeah, uh-huh. from tomorrow until at least <laughs> forty-five years old. Because yeah. it's time to get there, and I'll enjoy it however much time I have there when it's there. Yeah. So yeah, I just, it's such a great movie. Yeah, it's funny. They like Toby said, grounded characters. The character work is fantastic in it. Um, my biggest complaint about the movie is that. The character of Robbie is so RJ. We're not there yet. We are oh. not there yet. We are not there. Yet. Oh, oh, oh I didn't even think now. about. Oh, I didn't even think about that. But oh we'll no, I don't there. think about him. We'll get to, yeah. Don't he's used to like having headphones and a microphone up. This is the best time he's ever had doing this right now because he's not having any RJ. So don't RJ him this early. You have to wean him into it. Uh, Great. What do you think? Great point about the like the Fox sitcom. Like this definitely just feels like the show that is the lead into New Girl. Um, <laughs> but I, I'm, that, that sounded like a bad thing. It's not. It's yeah, serious. Yeah. It's real. I think my biggest. Compl- I'm always going to be a pessimist, and I'm always going to look for something, um, which is hard to do for a movie that I've seen probably two dozen times, and I mm-hmm. still laugh out loud. Mm-hmm. And find something new every single time that I that I watch it. Um, is that it's 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 pretty vapid. Like it's a pretty like it's poppable and it's very easy to digest. But yes. like the sum of it all is just 
really, really not trying to mean or do anything. Well, I mean, There's nothing wrong with the whole, that. The whole premise no. of the movie is that they're taking like you're dating and you're trying to find somebody, but putting it to like friendship kind of thing. Like that sure. premise. Like it's, you know, like almost hit you over the head with it with the mom setting up and, and I the think brother that's... setting up and everything like that. But I mean, that's kind of that vapidness is kind of and I think that's my problem is that's and that's the whole that's point. all where it goes. And that's where Tope was kind of like referring to was like it gets to the necessary rom-com conflict crescendo and resolves it and then it not, well it, it's it, it comes to a head of like with 15 20 minutes left and there's just one conversation with the fiance yeah. and the women in the movie are also of course woefully underwritten and given it's not to the Catherine Heigl shrew point also because none of them are Catherine Heigl and they don't make me want to turn the movie off. Um, <laughs> ah, one does, but uh, <laughs> might get to that later. Yeah, we might get to that later, but it's, I'm not asking for, you know, layers upon layers of conflict resolution mm. and, hidden meanings like it's a it's a buddy it's a buddy comedy it's it's fine i i think that with the players involved and kind of with some things they allude to or get at i think it would have been interesting had they gotten there and they don't so you're i'm left a little emptier than you know we haven't done these movies but this would go below like a forgetting sarah marshall to me this would go below a uh trying to give another example that's on like the the same order of them all coming out like because they were all pretty much well, one right after the other. So some, something to keep in mind here is that a lot of these were already in development. A lot of these were already screenplays and things that were in the works before, mm. you know, before Fort Virgin and Knocked Up like blows blows it open. So then it just becomes, right. what script can I grab and right. which two of the yep. 10 can I get? Yep. And then we get on set and then they just make the movie because this isn't the screen. Who's the fucking, who's the fucking writer of this? Story by Larry Levin. Yeah, I'm sure Larry Levin came up with the grandma writing a Sibian bit. No. <laughs> well, I, I was like reading about the movie, like in preparation. Apparently, like you nailed it. It was a script that was about 11 years before, and then the director was like, "Well, let me just fucking fix it up." Sure. And then they got, then they got Parod and Siegel, and then it's like just let's get a bunch of more funny people, and we'll figure it out when we get there. And yeah. they did. <laughs> yeah. That's that's and that's what basically that was the hallmark of this era. Right, right, yeah. exactly, exactly. It fits so well in this era. But what movie did we just do recently that was also in the same era and where like it doesn't age well, like this one does? We just had this conversation of this kind of train wreck. I think so, maybe. I was just with Amy Schumer. In the same vein that didn't age as well as I Love You, Man, or Forgetting Sarah Marshall, like you said, and some that we've already done on the show, like Knocked Up, This Is 40, and stuff like that. Sure. So I think I think this ages particularly well because it is largely inoffensive. Sure, it's an R-rated, you know, male-driven comedy, but it's it's not like I cringe while we re watching this compared to, like, The Hangover. Or, like, when we watch, like, yeah. good, when we watch, like good Sure, even like Good Boys, which is like a couple years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and also it's just timeless in that it's 
it's two likable characters, you know, at the crux of it that yeah. are, you know, that are both like finding their best friend. You know, it, it's it's so simple and easy to watch. And it's all also about perception. Like, you know, um, Paul Rudd's character perceives Jason Siegel's character to be like, oh, he's got it all together. He's got friends. He's got this. He's got that. Mm-hmm. And really it wasn't. And he was trying to find his own best friend. So that's actually, I was going to get this a little bit later on, but I'll ask Tope now. Um, Tope, have you seen the movie Planes, Trains, and Automobiles before? Uh, <laughs> the only scenes I've ever seen of that movie is when we used to play Seen It Together and they would show scenes of that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for making us sound even older than we are. <laughs> this is uh, uh, actually it was like 2009, <laughs> so yeah, it would have been then. Uh, but no, so, not not not. Uh, I haven't seen it. So the first time that I saw this movie, I thought it was setting up for a planes, trains, and automobiles type situation because you you're leading up to like this reveal that uh, that uh, Sydney's uh, Jason Siegel's character is just as friendless and alone as Paul Rudd's character is, you know, like, you know, he has all this free time and like, he has this like, you know, kind of ambiguous wealth and ambiguous lifestyle. And, you know, he kind of explains away how he can get to Paul Rudd. And then like, just in the middle of the montage, he's just hiking with all of his friends. Yeah. Okay. Well, and then they get back to it with David Krumholtz watching Mr. Magorium's Wonder Emporium and, Leo Slavin grading fucking papers and stuff. Yeah, yeah. That feels like a missed opportunity to me. Well, but I think, well, I don't think it was really a missed opportunity because it showed like, hey, they went hiking, they had these plans, but these other people have other things to do. They have lives, they have children and families and girlfriends. It's a different opportunity missed. Yeah, but so that is one version of it. It's kind of like, I don't know. I feel like you would relate to that kind of a little more, maybe from the other end of like, you know, We've been together hmm. pretty much the entire. <laughs> we've been oh, no. together like pretty much the entirety that we've known a lot of our friends who are going to be on the show with us. Yeah. and so you know, it's always been kind of a, you know, everybody can go and do what they want, but you know, I mean, you could too, but I mean, <laughs> <laughs> right <Mom>. there. <laughs> nice. Welcome to the past fourteen years of so, my life. You know, it's like this- <laughs> opposite thing. So before i forget which one of these phrases works better because i already mentioned it uh quick time sib quick time sibian barry windham sibian grandma barry windham grandma video barry windham squirting grandma barry windham squirting grandma squirting grandma windham yeah well there <laughs> so you can do whatever you want uh it's, it's funny that you mentioned the friend thing because it only really comes up once and it was like oh that kind of sucks but uh, when he goes to uh Cindy goes to uh Peter's office and he's like oh I thought you're going with your friends and he like blows it off and it's like there's something let's go let's figure that out and then it's just like well you said it's like oh they went hiking oh they're just busy he doesn't really seem phased by it but it's like literally one scene and then it's brought up later it's like I almost feel like it, they maybe called called an audible on it because of how similar it would have been. To, so spoiler, I mean, we've done it for the podcast before, but just in case you ever need to, you know, we're going to watch this movie and get it spoiled for you. Uh, John Candy's character, the whole movie is talking about his wife and, you know, you know, how she makes him feel, yada, yada, yada. And it's all about them getting back to their homes for Thanksgiving. And at the end of the movie, Steve Martin finally realizes that John Candy's wife is dead. So like he's saying all these things and just like talking about like her memory. He's not actually going back to her. He's going back to nothing. 
and then actually ends up biting him and like having him spend the holidays. It's a really sweet like moment. So that's what to me it kind of felt like it was like building towards, but then it would have that's essentially that yeah. big twist and crux of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm I'm glad it didn't go that way. Sure. And I think it kind of also was like how Paul Rudd's character was with like the fencing, with like the fe- like he had an activity that he did, but he wasn't particularly close with any of the people there. Like it's like a superficial friendship. Like you're friends when you're like doing that thing together. Yeah. But you know, sometimes like with like your work friends, you know, like you're friends with them at work, and then after you're not there right. anymore, like you rarely talk to those people or whatever, you know. This movie does an amazing job at nailing those awkward moments. Yeah, like yeah, I, I originally was sure. like, the fencing stuff is super. It's just like talent underutilized because you have fucking Nick Holt, Aziz Ansari, and yeah. that other guy. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, okay. And it's like, but no, like that's like you kind of need that. Like that just also was just a time capsule of in two thousand nine. That's exactly where those guys were in their careers. Yeah. <laughs> they were two scene walk-ons, and now they're you know just as big a star as you know half the people in this movie. Yeah. Um, so let me just real quick power rank. Uh, not power rank, but the three blackest people in the movie are Rashida Jones, Aziz Ansari, and Jerry Minor, who has no lines in the poker scene. <laughs> Am I missing anybody, Topai? Oh, that's tough. I, something about J.K. Simmons, always on screen. Dude. Just, he's just, he's, if, if he wanted to say the N-word, do it, man. I'm giving him, I'm giving him the credit. I want that now. <laughs> <laughs> Because he'd do it and make it sound so goddamn okay. Though, so, I mean, let's be honest. J. Jonah Jameson probably said that every other day. Oh, absolutely. About Electro <laughs> in The Amazing Spider-Man. <laughs> um, and again. I'm okay with it. Yeah. Um, so, J.K. Simmons is officially on my free pass list. Yes. Uh, already okay. has been one of the first people on. Uh, can you double check to make sure if Rashida Jones is on my list uh, uh, as well? No, actually. Because she is on my list. So make sure. <laughs> those those two notes are right back in back to back as Rashida Jones is on my list and J.K. Simmons is in this movie. So I'm very very happy. Here's a great fact: mm. J.K. Simmons is only 14 years older than Paul Rudd. <laughs> Jeez. That makes sense. <laughs> that, 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 found the fountain of that is awesome for Paul Rudd. And that <laughs> sucks for J.K. Simmons. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that just goes to like Sam's point about the cast. Like they're it yeah. goes so deep, and you have so many great, like like bit comedy players. Like Rob Hubel is so wonderfully over the top in this movie, and the bloopers are just him just making shit up constantly. <laughs> uh, you have Joe Latriglio, who like I wasn't necessarily a big fan of in this era because they just literally would just hire Joe <laughs> Joe Latriglio to just be the weirdest character that they don't know who else to give. Like in Superbad, when he's like, like kind of the creepy older maybe pedo guy, and like the yeah. here in Pineapple yeah. Express, and this is like. I pitched man. Um, but then they, because I, yeah, I knew him a lot of stuff. And obviously I, they found the perfect role for him in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. It's like, that's, that's who he should be playing forever. Yeah. It's, he's just the most lovable, nicest dork. It just annoys you. <laughs> <laughs> that's Joe Latriglio and everything. And they finally yeah. figured it out. Um, this movie also, this, I think one of the reasons why I like this movie so much 
to get on like some of the, the big positives of it is that this movie really maximizes the old improv philosophy of specifics in that like you think of and this is something I used to teach a lot of the times. So Tope will remember, but you won't because um, you don't listen uh, is there in improv, especially like when you're in front of a live crowd, it, I think it still fits on screen the more specific you can be about a decision or a choice, mm-hmm. the better it is. So it's it's not funny when I'm like, I'm just going to drink my beverage real quick. No, it's funny if I go, I'm going to drink my diet wild cherry Snapple. Like, like <laughs> that is already like, like, cause that you're connecting with people in a different way. And this movie does it with like Pepperidge Farms pirouettes. Which <laughs> as soon as I say it, I'm laughing at, you know what I mean? Yeah. He didn't make them dessert. He made them root beer floats. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's so many and there's I even it got to the point where I started noticing those things like just for like mise en scene and like scene painting. So yeah. so like the old man's eating a cantaloupe with cottage cheese in the middle of it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, is that a thing? And you're like, yeah. Yeah. A thing, That's yeah. like, they Yes, but he was probably just sitting there and wanted to eat some breakfast, and that's what old people like that eat for breakfast. How fucking long but, is this going to take? Can someone give me some cantaloupe with some cottage cheese, please? Yeah, that's, that's, that's not, um, <laughs> like, like a shitty Brad Pitt. It's like, he doesn't eat the whole thing. Yeah. Um, I think that, like Tope said, the character development, like that plays directly into the character development. This isn't the type of person to just make dessert he's gonna make them root beer floats with pepperidge farm pirouettes and that you know like that just does so much more to give us who this person is and connect us with them just like you said and and yeah i think that they did it well i don't think it's necessarily just an improv thing i mean i think it's any kind of literary device you know when you're writing a novel or or something like that you know it even goes to names like so the reason why i thought of this was when tope was giving props to jk simmons it's a very minor, minute <laughs> yeah. thing in this I movie, but yeah. the name Hank Mardukas. <laughs> and it gets repeated several times. And then, and you then the see payoff of you see payoff. him, and you're like, that fucking, that's Hank Mardukas. That that's Hank Mardukas. <laughs> that's an actor. That guy's name is Hank Mardukas. Uh, yeah, just, I think that's how you make up for not having like the Judd Apatow crazier characters yeah. by just having the comedy be in the decisions and those things that they said. Like, I'm looking at the note that I wrote during the movie, and one of them was, uh, This feels like an Apatow movie on Xanax. Ooh, like, that's it's great. That's a great. <laughs> it's like a step down from all the craziness but still just as funny and i think it makes it so much more genuine like that yes i I think that's something we've said about judd apatow especially in his later movies is like just sometimes it just gets super super forced and feels like okay say this say this say this like he's yelling the lines at people that he thinks is funny you can tell and it doesn't always come off that same way you can tell. and it's not genuinely yeah. like this person's gonna say that or this person feels this and in this it's the complete opposite i think it's really well done and it stays true to itself and stays true to being a comedy even when it gets heavy 
it's also an whatever. It's so funny. It's also an hour and forty four minutes. So it's great it, time. It had an editor, which is good. It didn't have yeah. Apatow just getting all of his shit in off camera, um, <laughs> which was which was good. Uh, yeah. So we were talking about characters. I did have a, a note or a question. Does Sydney feel like a real character? <sighs> That's a great question that I wrestled with literally the entire movie because it always felt like an escalation to something. Like may, maybe because I've hanging around the brain from what you said and just thinking about that movie, but it felt like it was going to graduate to like a Galvanakis character at the end. And that was like the big payoff, but it's just like, I, it's just like a dude. Like at no point is it like, does it, does it, uh, what's a fucking word? Uh, and I'm trying to think of comedy words. I forgot what I was saying. Like at no point does it escalate to the point where it's like, all right, now he's a character. Now he's crazy. It's like, no, he's just a dude the entire movie. It right. gets it gets close near the climax when like he's getting choked out by Lou Ferrigno on the street. <laughs> I mean, and, and like he bought he borrowed eight thousand dollars to make these like sexualized billboards like that's about as close as it gets yes and that point i thought it was gonna be okay now we're gonna go over the fucking edge he's gonna be a psycho yeah yeah it's like but it's like i feel like just a heightening of what that dude would do like he's still just a dude it's just heightened because if he was just a dude and didn't do those things it wouldn't be as funny sure so i think it it still came from from a authentic place Hmm. and And i could still see that person like existing i mean i don't know i don't live in california i've never been to california but i feel like there's people like that just walking down the santa monica boardwalk all the time just in like combat boots with the dog that's named after the president of egypt shit everywhere that's every friend of andrew justra um (laughs) and 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 again they could name the dog anything but they went with the president of Egypt. That dog is so cute, though. I really want a dog like that. And I see it. I see it. I see I it. A dog like- <laughs> you know they got in trouble? Like, they got, like, sued by, like, by like the Sadat family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was, like, because well, in, like, their culture, like, being named it's a dog is, like, disrespectful. And they're, like, dude, we're just trying to come up with a funny name for a dog. Like, come <laughs> on. We're not trying to reinvent the wheel here. Um all right, let me go through my notes real quick. Uh, Tope, where's this rank in terms of your casual poker scene movies? Uh, bad, bad poker scene at the end of the day. Good. I like what happened in the scene, but the actual poker play, it's like, it's a fucking home game. Someone's going to play shitty. You, you, can't, you can't expect that. <laughs> See, that's why I love it, because John Favreau is 100% the guy that's going to throw around poker terms it's true, and, it's true. and just be like, not realizing that Trip Queens isn't going to win <laughs> in that situation. Uh, it definitely felt good in that, like, you've been at that table before where, yes. you know, the new guy at the table or the person you don't know or just the person you don't like. It's like, hey, let's have a conversation real quick. Uh, what do you guys like? Uh, a RoboCop or Predator? It's like, shut the fuck up. So I've been at <laughs> I, got, I got $200 on the table I've right now. Table it's fucking play. <laughs> Mullet and I, You're that person. I know I'm that person. I <laughs> and I beat Mullet last time we played poker together. With what was it? Jack four? It was a jack and a four. And they were suited. I had pocket aces. He had pocket aces and we were heads up and I won. And then the next hand, I had pocket aces again and she still won. And I won. Anyway, again. movies. So literally that scene. Yeah, basically. <laughs> but he did not throw up on. I did not throw. Up, I think I may have thrown up on him. Can you open it? No, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. 
tough, tough man oh, on campus. My watch was listening to that. Oh, great. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> trying to skirt around because we're going to get into MVP and LVP here in a second. I mean, don't skirt um, around it. Let's just talk about it. Come on. It's well, hold on. We're almost there. No, well, the, the, you're not going to be able to tell anything. Damn it. Uh, I'm also trying to stop it from the awkwardness. shutting down. <laughs> oh, no, you're fine. The awkwardness scenes are just so. So we already talked about yes. the, the, well, the phone calls. Well, yes. I'm, I'm, we need a second. The uh, fencing scenes. The fencing scenes. And then the fo- Paul Rudd is a master of the shitty prepped phone call. I like to think he got some uh, help from John Favreau, who maybe had the best of all time in Swingers. Jebs, mm. uh, yeah, every awful like phone call that there's like three of them yeah well when he's leaving the message the first one like when he said hey hey peter this is cindy clavin oh no wait i'm peter <laughs> yeah, yeah and then there, and then there's one where like sydney like actually calls him yeah and then he's just uh-huh. talking like see ya what was it see ya see ya in a it was something when he was with the wife and the friend and he said something he's like i've never said that before ever <laughs> that oh like, right yeah, see yeah. in a gif oh yeah see in a gif like, hey, i've never said that i've never said that <laughs> what and, does that mean and of course the speech Joppa, you were referencing uh, not too long ago that you were oh no was that augie or was that you that were talking that potentially had to make a uh, a speech at a ceremony and you it was you i believe right you were told that you didn't have to make one but then you thought you still needed to make one oh no that was rj's okay he told me I didn't have to make one and then said I did. <laughs> Sorry for bringing... All right, fine. We're talking about it. Let's bring him up. <laughs> so if you're listening to this and you don't listen to the rest of the Arcade Audio family of shows, uh, of course, Tope is the host of RJ Hates Rap on the Arcade Audio Network. The RJ of said show is our good friend, RJ Mills, who will be scheduled for this show, I believe, in a, a few months' time. Uh, thankfully, with his significant other, Max, who I will cling to that entire time um depending on what they choose to watch uh rj is portrayed by andy sandberg in this movie (laughs) (laughs) right down to the hair right down to the fucking pants (laughs) every idiosyncrasy idiosyncrasy yeah every one of those every single one just like him just like looking and talking and I thought it was RJ legitimately. I wrote my note was did Andy Samberg just follow RJ around from 2008 to 2010? Outside of Lipton uh, Barbell they are the same person. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I would not put it past RJ to be a spotter in a gym. Dead. No, he's going to get fucking distracted and t- kill somebody. <laughs> Yeah, and fucking, uh, what's his name? We probably probably killed like two people, I assume. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Robbie, Robbie was, didn't seem like the best gym. He's just giving away free lessons just to take his brother out. <laughs> um, that's it. I don't want to give any more attention to him. I have Sandberg on my short LVP list just because. Yeah, I mean, same. I yeah, same. It, it, it's, well, again, I want to get there in a second. I'm trying to knock out some other quick uh, scene stuff. So some nitpicks. I always have nitpicks here. Uh man, how much money did Heineken pay for this movie? Pff, fucking yeah, I'm not even <laughs> trying to hide it. 
I'm surprised one of the goddamn billboards isn't like, you want your hiney? Get fucking Peter to buy your house or some shit. Like, not even trying. Like, the scene where he opens it up and it has the mini keg and then he label out, passes it to fucking Peter. It's like, okay. Hiney can sell your house. There it is. It's like, I know Um, the budget was a lot, but Jesus. Yeah. (coughs) <coughs> thank you. you uh there is no way that they get that good of seats for rush the day of it was like a secret like fan club yeah. only concert but, like, okay and... rush is like a famous band it's not like yeah. rush is you know like nobody yeah but, but... I mean, if you're not in the secret fan club then you can't go you're not calling someone sunday night and being like, we need to go to this thing. The line's already, for a band like that, for something like that, the, the line's already fucking 18 blocks deep. You're in the oh, back. Yeah. Is it be, how many of these secret fan clubs are you guys in? And how many of the concerts have you been to? 12. Hmm. For what For what musical groups, Dope? Rush. Mm-hmm. Coldplay. Mm-hmm. Tupac. But I can't tell you guys that. Everybody uh-huh. always alive. That's it. <laughs> Tupac was actually at that Coldplay show. It was actually a really good clock crossover. Yeah. That would be fucking dope. That would be really cool. Uh, <laughs> clocks and Glocks. That's what the concert's called. What? <laughs> now I just want to hear Tope. Uh, now I just want to hear Tope. Now I want to hear Tope rap, period. I want to hear Tupac <laughs> rap about fucking Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> oh, fuck your bitch, you British motherfucker. <laughs> Get money. <laughs> Tupac? Nobody's dead. No, <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. Because he got divorced and he did. They've been divorced yeah. like 10 years. Yeah. Uh, Samantha, what would you do if I loaned a friend $8,000? <laughs> 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 exactly. But that's the thing about these movies where it's like the way the comedy happens is everyone has to have money so you don't have to talk about money. Like, yeah. there goes those anything they do like he's a fucking real estate guy he's five eight thousand that's that's a lot of money but for the amount of money that that motherfucker probably makes in a year he'll be fine yeah his commission on the ferrigno estate is more than what like any of us make in a year like once it's like it's ridiculous yeah sure but don't ever lend any friends no i mean what would they use it for uh, depends on the friend. Don't tell me them because I'll say things I probably shouldn't. <laughs> um, Samantha figured out uh, Chris Martin's been dating uh, Dakota Johnson for the past five years. So I hate him. Oof. Ooh, good for him. Her. Good for him. I mean, I don't like her at all, but she's got a nice face. <laughs> I don't know why you put it that way. Uh, <laughs> I don't either. Also, there's a very, very odd, like, time frame issue I have with the end of the movie. So I just want to make sure it makes sense to everybody. So they, so he splits up from Sydney, right? Yeah, they break up. They break up. So there's a montage where like the billboards are a success. Mm -hmm. He's checking his voicemail, Mm -hmm. but he hasn't been at work because he's been planning the wedding. They've been going over like the seating arrangements and running all these errands, but like he hasn't been checking his voicemail. It seems like it's been like a couple days. Sure, and yeah. it's shown like so much time has passed, and they've done so much work on this wedding. Well, I think maybe yeah. if you had done any work on our wedding, you would have remembered how much work. It was. So MVP and LVP. <laughs> uh, oh man, yeah. Toby, where do you want to start? 
Uh, let's start LVP because I think it's a shorter list with the amount of talent in this movie uh, compared to MVP. The yeah, potential. I got, I, got, I got three, so I'm curious. So we already talked about Andy Samberg. I mm-hmm. think that's a bias just because we know Andy Samberg now. You figure this is early Andy Samberg. He's not given a lot to do. It almost feels like stunt casting. Like You could have gotten somebody else for that, and it really doesn't mean much. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, I'm fine with it. Uh, yeah, I wasn't biased because it's Andy Samberg. I was biased because it's RJ. True. Uh, I have Lou Ferrigno on my list. <laughs> <laughs> he was trying. He tried. <sighs> it's still one of the this era comedy tropes is like celebrity as themselves and they don't really know how to do it like well or funny. That's a Nikki exception. <laughs> Neil um, Patrick Harris, he was great when he was himself. Who was that? Neil Patrick, Neil Patrick Harris. Sure, sure. Mm. So that's a no one for Rigno? <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't hate it. Egregious. I mean, I think that he probably wasn't given too much to do, except put Hey, he's Luke for Rigno. What is he going to have him do? He's talented. He obviously made a name for himself. Everybody knows. But him. being painted green. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fair. Also, in getting just the, his shit wrecked and pumping iron by Arnold Schwarzenegger. I mean, <laughs> uh, there so was who's a, your third? I'm getting to it. Hold on. I think Toby knows who it is. There's, there's another point I was going to make there, and I forget what it was. Oh, Ferrigno made me think of just like big bulky men. I want to point it out that the best impression on film on the screen is the Andre the Giant impression of Jason. Segers. Oh yeah, yeah. That Anybody want a peanut? It wasn't that. <laughs> uh, but please continue it's to do yours. it. Better than yours. Do it. Anybody want a peanut? Yeah, that. Uh, not great. Not bad though. Thanks. Not great, Bob. Uh, who do you think it is, Toby? Uh, Sarah Burns. Yep. Haley. Yep. Yes. Oh yeah, no, she sucks. Yeah, she's. <laughs> she's awful. And it just—it's bad yeah. character. It's just a bad character. Yeah, yep. but like, I, I get what they're trying to do. <laughs> Don't answer that. I mean, I, I, that would have been a, that would have been an easy one for we, we, we would have watched "I Love You, Man" together. Me, 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 and all Sarah Burns. But it's the only woman in the entire movie who's given more to do, and it sucks. Yeah, right. It's, it's just a very stereotypical like. But is it her or the character? Both. I, I think it's a combination. I think that the character was poorly written because you needed a foil to, to both. Um, Denise and I don't think you did because the other two are still pretty stereotypical so you have Rashida Jones is like the nice girlfriend who of course you know is going to have a couple issues later on she gets by because it's Rashida Jones she's like one of the most likable fucking celebrities there she's is awesome. Jamie, yeah. Pre- uh, Jamie Presley I always say Presley Jamie Presley is like the like the hotter mom like girlfriend she wasn't a mom well not yet but like the hotter woman with like the dickhead guy and they have like the angry relationship and jb presley is very funny she's one of fucking like crime time emmy for crying out loud or is this like she gets the jilt not jilted friend but like the friend who's alone that just wants like a relationship and sex and like she's like this is a spot that like katherine hahn would crush this is a role that um, I always forget the actress's name, but she is also in Step Brothers. She is the like the psychiatrist in Step Brothers. She would crush that part. Like there's like a crop a crop of like female comedians. Like Chris mm-hmm. Wig would like knock this out the park. Her nah, just nah, just didn't, it didn't get it. It seems very more 
pathetically desperate than like funny desperate. Oh yeah, it wasn't funny. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But it dead, was, dead on. Like mm-hmm. you wanted that desperation to kind of come across, but there's a way to do it where it's not like like it hurts to see it. Like like Kristen Wig in Bridesmaids when she's with John Hamm and they're interacting and she's trying to get him to be her boyfriend or commit or whatever. That's like a desperation almost, but it's funny. It's yeah, not yeah. like, this is like, I feel sorry for you. Sure. Kind of thing. Yeah, that was that was my unanimous one. So I'm glad we we agree on that. It was pretty obvious. Uh, people that are not, again, I'm just going through the cast. I'm just seeing people I forgot about. Like David Krumholtz is in this movie. Fucking Larry Wilmore is the minister. Sorry, there's your fourth. Uh, he has more Gary Minor. Which is insane. He's so fucking funny. And he's just like, they can just have people in this movie who do nothing but are just funny fucking people. Yeah. Jay Chandrasekhar from like the Broken Lizard movies, so, like Super Troopers. So Thomas Lennon, who gets like almost like too much to do. I love Tom Lennon. I do too. I and love Tom This is one of the rare cases so where like much. you get too much of Tom Lennon nah. and you're still okay with it. Mather Zickle. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I'm not saying he's he's like a Damian Lillard. Sorry, sorry, saying to bring up basketball, but he's like <laughs> he's not MVP, but he's just very, you very good. Damian in this movie. Lillard. I thought you meant Matthew Lillard, and I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> I mean, switching gears to basketball, so I was like, what do you mean, Matthew Lillard's? A- Great supporting actor. Uh, Matthew Lillard is the Damien Lillard of voicing Shaggy in cartoons. <laughs> not not the greatest, but like you want him. Um, okay. Mention Rob Hubel, Aziz, Nick Kroll. Uh, uh, Jane Curtin's a comedy legend. She has Jane nothing Curtin. to do. Nothing. Nothing. She just has so much charisma in this. Like I just like. She's just happy to be a fake she mom. She's happy to be there and I love it. I'm there for it. Uh, MVP, it's obviously a two horse race. As much as I want to make the Favreau argument, it's ridiculous. I know, but he's, he, I, he's second place for me, and I'm okay with that. He's my third. He's the so thing, good the thing that locks it is him at the dinner. Yes. It's just like, <laughs> you know how many dinners I've been at where it's like this. Uh, what? You're going to go to like four or five this weekend. This is a drive by. It's like, <laughs> saying a drive by. It's him. a fucking engagement party. What do you mean? He's, a, t- drive-by. he's a toothpick in his mouth. And <laughs> only friend that he has there and him like just not listening to the questions like what what the piano decorator put it there <laughs> yeah. all his reactions to sydney's speech so fucking good I fucking love him uh so he's your two you said so i'm curious to see who your three is but who who's the mvp of the movie i think we all know for me jason siegel uh, for me beginning to end he's the best and here's why i think you want to say paul rudd i do and this is my it's very close, and this is why I don't have Paul Rudd. He, I don't think he's. It's very forced when he's trying to be, uh, uh, like awkward. Like it's like he's trying to like channel like Adam Scott, but he's too fucking cool to be that kind of awkward. He has his own kind of awkwardness. Okay. But I just, it, just, it felt too forced for me. I don't know why. I, like it's still I, funny, obviously, but like I was like, uh, there's too much of it. I feel the exact opposite. I feel so. That my note specifically was that is I it have, because you're the Paul Rudd and, and Toby's the Jason Segel no, relationship. I, I I definitely what's the phrase I'm looking for? I definitely 
feel more like Paul Rudd just because. Well, yes, I think. One, my mush mouth. I'm sure I've called somebody Jobin before. See, <laughs> Slicker. Call me that. Yes, <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, wake up, Jobin. Um, I look at it as like wins above replacement. Who could I see in the role more than anybody else? And for like the Paul Rudd character, I know you mentioned Adam Scott. I, I but I don't. I, I could see he's not getting Seth Rogen or getting even like oh, like this is basically like the the Sydney Fife character is basically Dupree from You May You Me and Dupree to, to a certain extent in a much worse movie. <laughs> but I, I see what Rudd does being to me like more flawless because to me at least it felt very natural whereas Siegel sure Siegel's been that character and a bunch of other things but I felt like somebody else could do it so it's up to Samantha to break the tie oh boy well um I agree with both of you I think you both have really good points John Favreau it is and I think it should be John Favreau I would I'll change mine for if you you said that I would change mine I think pound for pound no one's funnier than the entire movie literally in pounds and words he's not top build he's not on the box right he's not that doesn't mean anything main character (laughs) he's not meant to be a main character this is a triad this movie's about this triad right mm-hmm. he's mm-hmm. not meant to steal the spotlight like he did right so i mean i think that i don't think anyone else could have done his role to be quite honest with you hmm. I, I think it's hard because i could see like danny mcbride coming on set no. for like three days no it wouldn't be as funny <laughs> no but like hey no way <laughs> That was something else. Don't worry about it. Oh, you're gonna have to rewrite that whole thing. Focus. Um, I don't know. I think that you're, you both have really good points. So let's just make it Rashida Jones. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, go ahead, Toby. Okay. Uh, one, two things. One line that I think did it for me was <laughs> when the girls leave in uh, Jason Siegel's house. Paul Rudd's like, uh, she was very nice looking. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, I fucked her. And like that's there's a subtlety of that. You've but I, done that before. That's why <laughs> <laughs> I I am him. I had to say it. You are Peter. All right, so so let me pick the thing that I've done before that works. Um <laughs> I have gotten way too drunk thinking <laughs> things that I just and thrown up have no idea. But also out in public have stood around on one foot <laughs> waiting to get my car. When have you done that? Oh. This is when like being out like with work people and stuff in the past. Oh no, I I I, I changed my answer now. <laughs> what? Why are you drinking that much when you're I'm kidding, people? I just drive. <laughs> <laughs> like it for like for me it was close. I'm okay changing mine to uh Paul Rudd. Oh, so it's close. I you're the guest. I should I should acquiesce to you. No, no, no. It was for me. The decision for me was close. I don't think anyone could have done either. I don't think either one of them could have been replaced, to be quite honest. I mean, their chemistry is really, it's on point. And I think it helps with their character work. But I don't know. 
I think no one has a subtlety. Both of the I've all like the it's not even frat pack because that's like the Ben Stiller Wolf Arrow, but like of that like Abatow group, like those two I feel like almost have the most like subtlety, and yeah. that's what made this movie so perfect. Absolutely, yeah. They they are both really good actors. Like so, uh, depending on what you pick, Paul Rudd is already a multi time MVP. Siegel would become a multi time MVP. In fact, this would yeah. be his second MVP this year. Um, and he elevated a, a much worse movie uh, to be just mediocre at, at best with Jeff who lives at home. Yeah, um, yeah, he did. That was so. I, I hate to use that as kind of like a, a pitch, but look at that movie and like what Ed Helms did with his character and how he was the OVP of that movie, right? But and versus that's what why Paul saying, Rudd does in this role. Right, but that's what I'm saying. I don't think either of them can be because you can't have especially when you're having it be kind of like a bromance or your focus is on these two guys. This is a horrible point. Have, <laughs> no, but you can't have one of them drag it down. You can't. Because Michael Jordan and Carl Maloney had the two best seasons in the NBA. Let's give this trophy to Greg Ostertag. Okay. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Yeah, fine, Greg Ostertag. <laughs> no. Boil it down. Who is funnier? Who is more valuable to the movie? Not gonna upset either one of us. We both have already switched our answers. Yeah, literally just you making a decision at this point. I don't like to make decisions. Last time I made a decision, look what happened. Ended up sitting next to you for this podcast. Um, (laughs) You you have made a decision in five years, in five plus years. Fourteen. Um. Let's see. We've been secretly recording this podcast and keeping them like Prince albums. <laughs> Those are the early episodes. So you have episodes through 2029. Exactly. I don't know. This is a riveting podcast. I'm going to flip this. You can't just make it. Who did you have written down? Rashida Jones. You have Rashida Jones written down? Really? No, I didn't. No. You didn't. I'm just kidding. I no. love Rashida Jones. I know. She's Paul, given Rudd. not much to do. Paul Rudd. Literally. Paul Rudd? Yeah. All right. Paul Rudd it is. That's probably the right answer. Sorry, Tope. No, that's, that's probably the right answer. It should have been Adam Scott. He's better. <laughs> I do think, I do think my my qualms about like the character like i feel like peter clavin is more of a an actual character than sydney fife if that makes sense sydney fife almost feels like this like magical like friend that comes along and just solves all your problems you know whereas like peter clavin is i've known many peter clavins in my life i've known very few sydney fifes probably the opposite <laughs> that's why that's why that's for sure. We do both very different experiences. Um, let me look through. Oh, the one last thing. I've um, at the end of my notes. Uh, I like the end of the movie. Ending's very sweet. Mm-hmm. Get a good. I always like a good credit sequence. Mm-hmm. You know, like wrapping up everything, seeing the wedding and stuff. The bro riff is very funny. Uh, but something I, again that isn't like tackled or even mentioned. I think once before is that Zoe has no family. No, <laughs> yeah. That her dad wasn't around, so they're paying for the wedding. Oh, it was just like a kind of a throwaway. When he was asked yeah, yeah. eight thousand dollars, okay, borrowed. He's like, well, you know, like we're paying for the wedding because Zoe's dad is out of the picture. Okay, I just, I just missed on that. I, I guess. Pay attention. Yeah. 
and their friend. That's why her two two maid of honors. Yeah. Oh, she had a matron of honor. Yeah. yeah. Walked her down the aisle. Yeah. Sam had two. I had two best men. All those would be totally different now. Completely different now. But they didn't. Mine wouldn't. Mine would. Tobey would be my maid of honor. That'd be great. Man of honor. No, we can call it a maid. You know how much. You know how much. Fucking. Poon you would get (laughs) being the man of honor at a wedding. Our bachelor party would be dope. They sure would. Pirouette, (laughs) Pepper's Farm. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're not renew our vows soon. Oh, we're still doing that. I should have put it. Thank you. Let's change. COVID changes things. You know, it's just you know better. Don't say that because a lot of people did get divorced. No, no I mean, was worried that you no, were kind of just like. No, I mean like. Oh no. On the doors. No, I mean like out. in a year and a half. Like I'm still going to be catching up from things I was supposed to do in 2020. So now like, <laughs> like we'll renew them in like 15. That's a good number. Uh, could I go uh, rapid fire through the notes, last questions I had for you guys? Yeah. Please, please. Uh, eight month engagement, weird or not? Or eight months until you're engaged, weird or not? Uh, I played the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> I we think have it's an eight. super weird. I think it's super weird. But yeah, in no, perspective, Mont and I dated for three years before we moved in together, and we dated for five years before we got engaged. So you guys are also like in your 20s and yeah, we how, were 20 when we met. Yeah. And how old were they? They're in the, they're in their mid to late 30s. I was I, but they're getting pregnant and stuff, so I would say it's probably mid to late 20s that they're trying to portray. No fucking 30s. way. It, it it has to be mid 30 or it, mid early 30s. 100 percent So like yeah. like our age now? Yes. Fuck you. What's your <laughs> next Which I think my sister did get an engaged after eight months so uh tevin the whitest name of all time <laughs> uh what's uh tevin I pee, I tevin downey play. yes <laughs> tevin downey i i would love to know how many times the take i don't know what pissing on your face has to do with selling lou ferrigno's house how many times it took paul Rudd to say that without breaking up because it's like even in the shot that makes the movie there's two moments there's that one and the moment where aziz goes fuck you larry where like you can tell like right <laughs> yeah. away yeah because that's as good as they're going to get through it. Uh, if you want, uh, going back to my Netflix and chill, uh, there was a joke after I uh, was done where the person I had sex with said, if I have a kid, we're named it Tevin. Moving on. Uh, that's still a joke to this day. Like Tevin uh, Campbell, right? Like Powerline from the Goofy movie? Yeah. Or Tevin Coleman of uh, running back in the NFL. Oh, see, there's plenty of yeah. non-white Tevins. Yeah, but we didn't know if it was like Tope's. Like, if they gave it Tope's name? Yeah, we'll just, just cover it, color his hair blonde. It'll be fine. Get best it, of both worlds. It. 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 Sorry. It. Well, I'm just keeping the it child. fluid. I don't know how this works. Yeah, you're respecting your, your future child's pronoun. Yeah. Oh, thank you. It might want to be an it. I don't know. Whatever I do want to be. Uh, did either you have a jerk-off station or a place where you jerked off? Girls don't do that. Yes, they do. Uh, girls don't make it public. And they don't need lotion and tissues. Well, you're not doing it right then. The dynamics are a little bit different. Station knows uh, select locations where I could probably drop some pins, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Do you guys tell your friends about your sex life? No. We're married. Yeah, no. I've got to say. Uh, And my last question is how long... 
friends. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> how long, this is for Sam, how long does it take to do uh, wedding makeup for a, for a female? Because I'm just trying to think of like Rashida Jones, like, do you think they just like had her go through the entire thing during the ceremony where she had to like sit in the makeup chair for like three hours well, or however long it takes? It depends on what kind of makeup you do. Like, and some brides just want it to be natural, but because you're like taking all those pictures and stuff, it's like heavier makeup. So it does take a little bit longer to apply. It just depends on how you're applying it. Like my makeup for my wedding was airbrushed. Like they oh. airbrushed the makeup on. Oh, like Skin Wars. Sure. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so I, think it, I think it just depends. I mean, I think like we had, we got married at five. I think like it took maybe an hour. It just depends on when you're doing like your pictures and stuff because you want to do your makeup close to when you're doing your pictures because you don't want it to get messed up and everything. Okay. But I, I can't. I don't know. I'm not a great person to ask. I hate wearing makeup. I hate doing my makeup. I do my makeup in the car on the way to work most of the time. So, you know, for me, it takes 15 minutes. I can get my makeup done. I can get my uh, stage makeup done in 15 minutes. Yeah, so like it's not hard. I have to do Jillian's makeup this can weekend. Babies wear makeup? For, our, for, for her, her dance, dance recital. recital. She has to wear makeup. She has to wear, like, mascara and... Um, Put a bullet in my head. Lip and, um, like, <laughs> lipstick and stuff. But a week... Uh, a couple weeks ago, Jillian fell when we were playing outside and she scraped like her arm up and she scraped her face. So she's got like this big, like she has this big scrape on her nose. So I'm going to have to put even more makeup on her to like cover it and stuff. But or yeah, she's or she's just like the dancer me, that won a fight. It's... That, takes me, like, <laughs> that takes me forever because she fidgets a lot. Um, so I can and I've never had to do makeup on anyone else before except for her. And like, you know, if we're doing like stage makeup and stuff, but that's a little different. But well, I can't, gonna, I don't know. This is going to make my next final question <laughs> weirder. Uh, have you ever jerked off in a condom before just for practice? Mullet? Yes. Okay, yes. good. And that's the end of my question. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I was going to... Why can't you still do that? Why can't I still do that? Hey! Jesus! <laughs> <Hey, Zach. laughs> <laughs> no way! <laughs> I was... I was, I'm not turning. This is how I am when I talk on a podcast and drink two beers now. <laughs> I always turn you're in your mid thirties. Let me get that close. Uh, I was going to say, oh yeah, Paul Rudd definitely deserves the MVP. Because one of my favorite lines I forgot to mention, I wrote down was, "I'm not saying let's go home and get some BJ's." <laughs> the way he says that. Uh, but then I uh, scrolled up and forgot the, my favorite Jason Siegel line that I missed, which is when they're doing the open ends. He goes, "Yeah, and it totally smells like farts," because <laughs> farts are just always funny. <laughs> So uh, I still, still the answer is not clear. Well, it is. We made Paul Rudd the MVP. So that's yes. Paul Rudd's third MVP wow. lifetime that pulls him into a tie with Bill Hader, Robert De Niro, Robin Williams, Emma Stone, Ryan Gosling, Michael Fassbender, and Carl Weathers. And oh, I was about to say a lot of white people. And then you have Carl Weathers. And then, uh, of course, our all-time leaders in the clubhouse, uh, Samuel L. Jackson has four, Bill Murray has four, James McAvoy has four, and Tom Hanks still all-time leader with five. So mm. we'll see We'll see what happens. Uh, anything else on I Love You, Man? I mean, I love you, man. Hey, mullet. You can be excused. Yes, Tope. I love you, man. Tope. What's up? What's your score for the movie? <laughs> <laughs> I love you, man. 
<laughs> I, I, I told you I loved you on like two separate occasions this week, I think. Yeah, I, I, I think I tell you I love you every day. We every talk day. every day. You don't tell me every day. I'm going to tell you every day from here on in. I want you to say it more than you tell Sam. For like how long? Five years. Done. <laughs> I will give it. Uh, uh, fuck, that's a good question. I should have thought about this. Uh, it's it's not the top tier of those movies, so I'm like using that scaling system. So I'll probably say an eight point nine. Uh, so only, only in halves. Eight point nine five. Eight point five. So a nine or an no, eight and a half? A nine. Let's call. Let's give it a nine. I'm gonna give it an eight. I was gonna give it an eight and a half. Oh my god, we're so, so ridiculous. Funny. So an eight and oh, a half man. is the average. So score. they never come to my house again. <laughs> I'll go eight point five. Now I'm joking. I am the love of his life. <laughs> if the Knicks, you feel any better, he wouldn't know what to do with me. I mean that's Very true. true. <laughs> he would. He would. He would destroy me. Also, you started that like Keenan and Kel. I. <laughs> and the tuna we had tuna tonight oh, uh that, that was about sex what huh the screw was a dick the tuna oh keenan and kel was deep <laughs> it's basically the same plot of i love you man to be honest <laughs> keenan and kel the original the original bro just man. drawn on a lot and J, uh, jk simmons is is the guy from dawn of the dead Tope. <laughs> <laughs> It's plug time. Thank you so much for being the guinea pig here. I mean, we're gonna, you're going to be back next week. Uh, next week's going to be crazy because it's the 350th episode. The first time Sam and I watched Goodfellas. I just listened to, uh, I mentioned to Sam, uh, The Rewatchables, one of my favorite movie podcasts on the Ringer Network, literally just did Goodfellas like six weeks ago after we'd already had it this settled we were going to do it because it's, it's anniversary um, or its anniversary has already passed. But uh, yeah, it's a the almost three-hour gangster movie. So. Oh, great. It's very long, but it goes by very quick. Yeah, I'm excited for it. So that is next okay. week, 350, uh, Tope's second episode with us. Uh, but don't waste the opportunity now, Tope. Uh, tell people what you got going on and what you want to plug and where they can find you. Uh, a little bit of a, a unplanned hiatus, but RJ Hates Rap, uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. If you want to follow me on Instagram, Dr. Tope at a banjo. If you can't spell that, look in the description, you dumb fuck. And uh, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to make you like share now and just say with Tope in all capital letters. <laughs> Ooh, that's a that's a good Instagram name with Tope. With Tope. Yeah. And uh, tell a friend that you love them. Yeah. Uh, oh, I have a quick question. I'm sorry. This is weird. Uh <laughs> If you have a friend of the opposite sex who you told you love as a friend, when is it okay to tell them that you love them romantically? Tope, I love you romantically too. That's exactly what I wanted to hear. Yes, I thought so. I can't answer that. I don't have female friends anymore. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> the look! The look and the show it. You can find me at the local Fairlawn Cemetery, plot 248. That's right. Fairlawn, I picked it up. Yeah, I'm going to ship you back up to Ohio, you stupid Aww, motherfucker. You recognize the area. That's yes, so I recognize sweet. the area. All you do is talk about fucking Akron and LeBron and food. Why are you shouting? Because I'm angry. It's not my fault. 
You don't have female friends. You can have female friends if you want. That's hilarious. Uh, there's you can't no, do anything with them. There's no then. What's the point? <laughs> In the same you can reason. Follow me on Instagram at Jam with Your Sam. Oh, you are my female friend. Okay, I see. I understand. They have to be married at least. That doesn't stop anyone. These hoes do <laughs> <Are> anything. <laughs> they ain't loyal. Someone told me that. Just kidding. You can, have, you can have female friends if you'd like. You have female friends. You work with mostly females. Don't worry about them. Do you need to find a new occupation? Do you need to stay home again and work remotely like you did for the last year? My female <laughs> friends are the retro wrestling shows that I've been watching for the past uh, past couple of years. Who the fuck is Podbloggle? Stop yelling and fucking here. Arcadeo.net slash podbloggle for my retro wrestling diary. I'm currently wrapping oh, 1993. She's too wait. young for you, bro. Cannot wait for the day when you don't interrupt my plugs. Um, also, <laughs> at your host, Mold38 on Instagram for my show, Boxing Friends, where I talk with friends who I love, like Tope, like Rich. And there's a bo- and they have a box? They're women? <laughs> this whole time? <laughs> Follow me. I donate to charity, which is an important fact that never gets remembered because Samantha's yelling my fucking head off all the time. (laughs) I have so much fun on this show. I don't know if you know that. (laughs) You're my best female friend. Oh, that's sweet. No, my best female friend is Carly Coffee. Oh, friend of the show. Less sweet. And Tatiana. Lesser sweet. But you're my best friend, Chris. Very sweet. And the father of my child. Oh, that's just disgusting. Oh, God. <laughs> Man, I love you. Okay. It's not the name of the movie. What are you, know, what are you Yoda watching this movie? <laughs> Man, I love Man, you. Man, I love you. Love you, man. I. That's uh, <laughs> love you, to man. man Go Fuck Yourself, which is when Charles Barkley wins that hand of blackjack. He... <laughs> <laughs> he was playing when he got the 2k offer that he declined and i love you dropping it on there right there in week 21 oh, and now that you're done yes. browbeating me I and the audience i didn't anyone you end the show are we done are you, nothing else you don't want to talk anymore about any of the other females that you talk to on a regular basis for Tope and Mullet. This is Mullet. Signing out for this week's episode of Married to Movies. We'll catch you next time at our table or couch. Slash the movies. Tope. Yeah. Just let's get married. Oh, no, man. I can't. Not this summer. We'd be good. That's not the reason. (laughs) (laughs) Totally the reason. I mean, I'm going to really hurt Tope's free spirit nature. Yeah, I obviously hurt yours. You have no spirit. Little wild card, bury your bones in my yard. Meet me at the water slide. Water slide. Water slide. Water Yeah, always present under your tree. Keep your secrets in my head, eat your crackers in my bed, riding in the two to the sea.
Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at ArcadeAudio.net.